Yo, yo. Yo. Uh, hey, I can hear you. All right. We live. We so, live and in control. Everything good. Looking good on my end. I'm having a little trouble hearing you. I say everything good on my end. All right, cool. So this is episode number three. We are back. The Two Blunt Podcast. It's been a hot little second. It's been a few days. There's been some things that have happened in that time frame. We're going to go ahead and get into it. Starting off with Luke Perry. R.I.P. Luke Perry. Uh, for those of you that don't know, he was uh, from the 90210 uh, fame. That's like his biggest... Uh, claim to fame. That's what everybody really knew him for. Uh, most recently, he was on. Uh, he had a project that he's been featured on. I saw his name coming up more. Uh, he had a stroke last week, and it was announced this morning that he had passed away. Um, I wasn't a big 90210 fan, but I do remember the impact that it had on uh, everyone who watched it and was into TV at that time. So much so that they that they tried to bring it back <laughs> not too long ago. Like, I don't know, what was that, like 10 years ago they tried to bring it back? They did bring it back. I'm not for sure, but I know, like... It was, it was on for several seasons. It was mentioned they were going to bring it back on, like, Netflix or something. Like, something like Fuller House or something. Like, they were grown. Right. But as of... Uh, they brought it back to TV on the CW. It was there for a few years. I believe it did really well. I didn't watch the new version, uh, but I was happy to hear that they were at least bringing back the idea. But uh, the fact that he's gone now is just letting us know that, hey, we're getting a little older. Uh, people from our... have an idea for any reunion, anything, hurry up. or you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So whatever they're going to do, they better do it ASAP because... They're all around the same age. So if he's gone, that, you know, that shit happens in threes and it kind of happens in the same right. similar circle, uh, circles. So it's definitely something that, you know, they need to get the move on. Like when Saved by the Bell had their whole wave like a couple years ago with the movie and other stuff, everybody, all the shows should have done something. So 90210, Melrose Place, uh, et cetera, et cetera, they all should have had some kind of reunion thing. And this is letting you know, man, you're not going to be here forever. Uh, you also got to remember that these people be playing uh, high school people on TV, but they be older than that. Right. So it's like, because you got to be older than 18 anyway, you know, just to be on set all day. So you're already more than 18 when you did the show in the 90s. So, like, you, not you, obviously, but someone like him uh, having, like, stroke issues, health issues uh, around this time. Uh, he's only 52, but that just show you, you know, I don't know, hard living. You know how TMZ yeah. always show you the, not the worst picture, but it's not the most becoming picture of him. They are showing, you know, the younger ones where he look like all oh, heartthrobbish, but, like, the old, older one, he's got all... Yeah, no, his uh, 
stuff like he been drinking or I don't know, but you know. His press photo that they're using now is is ass. It looks yeah. like it might if that's like his red his you last see. red carpet appearance. His, his face needs an iron, okay? But Word. so I don't know. But you know, people do get older. So being 52, he didn't look bad, I want to say, for 52. For sure. There's a lot, there's a lot worse looking 52 year olds out here. So yeah, yeah. We gotta keep an eye though on everybody who's around his age range from that time period for sure. All right, go uh get the quarterly checkup. Get that uh right, health as well. Health is well, thank your cholesterol, you see what's going on with your levels and stuff. Yeah, don't let nothing slip down. So RIP Luke Perry, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of memorials and whatnot. Oh, remember, yeah. Coming up. Uh I wanna I wanna hear what his peers like Mario Lopez that are still active in TV like. Right, I thought that yesterday. Like, man, what about it? Like, AC Slater died. People, go, what? Yeah, yeah. People, people gonna be. Uh, they're definitely gonna feel some kind of way. And I, and I know, obviously, that they weren't on the same show, but it's the same like era. Um, the main character. What was his name? Mark Zach. Zach. Yeah. Uh, real name Mark. On the show was Zach Morris. Gonna say about a bill, man. People and he's that. got a new show right now too. Actually, I just seen an interview with him and uh, Mario Lopez interviewed him for his new show. And right. It was like the first he's time like being yeah, on camera together in a cool minute. What the show is about? It's based off of a book. It was supposed to be a movie, but they they thought it was too big of an idea, so they turned it into a show. Because the, the the premise of it covers like I don't know like three hundred years or something like that a thousand years, so oh. it's all based around like a little uh, black girl, I believe. But anyway, we're getting off, oh, top, off topic. Okay, right. Uh, said all that to say like you know his peers are active. Luke Perry dying makes you put a makes you look up what's up with everybody else on your favorite show from that time frame see what they health levels like and if that and if that's what's on our minds they know tell them what's on like their mind so i'm sure all of his co-stars are like fuck like we're the same age let me run to the doctor now see what's really good getting the full bio full lab work right now i need it all shit (laughs) r.i.p that man r.i.p next topic Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. Tell. Man that had the biggest, quote unquote, biggest pump comeback of 2018. Yeah. Uh, um, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't. I don't feel like he did. But when he explains it, I understand his reasoning. But he definitely had a big comeback. But... If the conversations between him and Tiger, Tiger had a bigger comeback musically. Soldier Boy had a bigger brand comeback. Like people still don't care about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I was thinking that you said it that way. I was thinking like he's more back in bullshit, gossipy, in forefront of that. That happened to have 
the timing of shows to come out and stuff around that. But other than that, he's the music. I haven't heard any new no. stuff. The Sway the Remix guy, that's song he got that song it's uh on Billboard. That cut the check song. What? Whatever like song that Sway the Remix guy made out of he made uh out of Soldier Boy's interviews and shit. That's a real song. Soldier Boy actually goes out and performs that song. Get out of here. And it's on Billboard. Big okay. facts. Well, he was like, you know, he was independent or whatnot, and he was putting out mixtapes and EPs, and nobody was hearing him. And the reason why we see him more now, because he's on a label or whatever. So uh, no, no, he just he just signed his deal, like after the fact, all of all of this shit happening. Like he's been independent this whole time. The Atlantic situation just came up, uh, just because. Just because. Yeah, like it came as a result of them seeing all the shit that we saw, like him in the news and him having the game systems and different investments and shit like that. That's the only reason Atlantic is really interested. Like he's been making the same music all this time. And it's not like he had a song that charted and made Atlantic come through like, yo, this song is hot. We want to sign you. No, they see that his brand awareness is at a certain point. They know, they know that that equals dollars to a certain point. So they approached him with a situation that I guess he couldn't turn down. So I'm not mad at him for that. Not, not really mad at Atlantic. Just kind of want to see what comes from that. My issue with Soldier Boy is I don't necessarily like his music, especially at the age that I'm at now. When he first came out, I, I, I felt it more. Now, I really don't. Right. And I feel that would help him, though, is if he stopped doing his own hooks. Like, if he let, if he did a whole album where somebody else did all the hooks, like it was Ty Dolla Sign on one song and John Legend on another song on the hook and Sizz on the hook on another song. Like he, all he has to do is not do the hooks. He would go a lot further. Because if you look at like a lot of what we listen to now and what's popping now, the actual verses are too far off from what Soulja Boy sounds like on his songs. But the only thing is that the hooks be so whack that it makes you not finish the whole song. <laughs> So if, if he took his same songs and let Chris Brown or somebody do the hook, hits all day. Yeah. And because you know he he writes and produces everything like himself, like so for him to go out here and just do a whole like produce a whole album where he doesn't do the hook, it would it would be one of the best song things he's done since uh, "Kiss Me Through the Phone" or whatever or "Turn My Swag On" and shit. I just didn't know he was that much of an asshole, but I mean, I guess the energy. That's the other side of it. The, he's, he's got a lot of like asshole way. And you were the first doing of a lot of things and rode in your own wave and kind of didn't have a co sign and all that, you know, stuff. So. No, he did. He had a co sign. Remember, Carlos Park brought him out. It was, he brought out him. That wasn't a co sign. He, College Park, saw him because his kids and stuff. Like, was watching. That's still, that's, that's the definition of a co sign. Somebody bigger than you comes to you and signs you and presents you to the world. Does it get on me? Somebody bigger than you co signed to say, like, that's exactly what happened. 
the I only vouch for them like, or I don't know. Like all them kids watching him on YouTube don't mean nothing to us. We we wouldn't have known that because we don't live in his area. So for us right. to get it, College Park had to sign him and, and present him. There's tons of kids popping on the internet that we will never see because right. they don't have a cosign. It's a thousand. If I go on YouTube right now, it's a thousand kids with a million views, and it doesn't matter because they don't have a cosign. Now let one let Madonna or somebody come through and get well, one of the kids and say, "Come on, children." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh. None of, that, none of that shit matters. The cosign is everything. His cosign was College Park. Right. And the fact that he could he produced all that shit himself at that time. Because College Park had two other artists and they know it, but they all they did was rap. They didn't make no beats, etc. There was nothing unique about them. So without the cosign, he, he'd be somewhere like where Hurricane Chris is, probably. But yeah, the nigga's definitely an asshole when it comes to like women and relations. Relations but and just saying the wrong thing. I don't think the, uh, I wouldn't put that on. Getting smacked up in the hood and then playing all extra hard and come on. That's just young shit. Like, like famous or not, money or not, I see that every day with, with these niggas out here. Oh, okay. But like, man. So like, I see niggas get smacked up every day, or like run out, run out of, run off the street every day. They just don't be a camera around, or they just not as famous, etc. You go on world star, it's like a nigga getting soldier boy every day. Yeah. But it just it don't have the same impact globally because they're not soldier boy. They're not famous. They definitely need some kind of training on or something <clears throat> on how to deal with like women and shit. Boy has has no work, no training or whatever. Yeah, he needs some. Uh, what is that? Where like etiquette class? more than media training. Like boy, if you they, uh, having the brand, trying to rebuild your brand. Word, like they do it with the women. They make the the female artists take an etiquette class and shit, so they sit pretty and shit in the interviews, but they don't make the guys do it. At least not since like JD. JD would put everybody through media training, or let me say that's Jermaine Dupree would put everybody through media training and stuff like that. So they knew how to hold a mic when they sit in the interview, sit straight up, look in the camera, speak clearly, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I digress. I digress. We'll be back after this commercial break and get into our next topic. And we are back. Another episode. Same episode, really, of the Two Blunt Podcast, episode three. Our next subject is Oprah. Oprah Winfrey. Yes, and her whole involvement in this uh, Finding Neverland or whatever it's called, this Michael Jackson documentary where she's helping his uh, his accusers, alleged victims, tell their side of the story of what happened now that they're adults. Again, now that they're adults. And it's not even like again, because when he was alive, their story was completely different. 
or at least like the the most well known person out of this whole thing, uh, the Wade Robson guy, is he went and testified at this man's at Michael Jackson's trial to say that nothing happened. Now, fast forward, he hasn't been working that much as a choreographer. You don't see him, uh, his face as much. I honestly just forgot that he existed. Uh, here he is now saying that, oh, all this stuff happened to him as a kid. No, I was lying, etc. So, So I won't even get into the other the people's stories. My whole issue is, is Oprah. Right. Uh, because uh, you can count on one hand how many people that Michael Jackson let, let inside his home with a camera crew to interview him for the world. So Oprah being one of those people that he opened up to uh, in a real sincere way, someone who seemed to be like his friend while he was alive and then when he died said something to the effect of, oh, I should have been a better friend to him. So it's just weird that out of the blue, you're doing this whole anti-Michael documentary that's going to air on your network. Yeah, it's like, it's not impartial at all. Like you're definitely taking a side, you're taking the alleged victim side after all this time, all these years. Because this is a separate thing from the actual Finding Neverland, you know, series or whatever it is. It's not that, just Oprah interviewing them and that's it. It's like a investigation m- movie about, you know, these people. It's gotta it's gotta just be like in the sense of a documentary because you can't okay. you can't you can't do an investigation because he they, he had like a 12, 13 year uh FBI investigation on him. Wow. That we about like uh one of his nephews was like, yeah, like the FBI, there's like a whole like three hundred page, six hundred page event uh like file from because the investigation's closed, they didn't find anything, whatever, whatever. But they was on his ass for like 11, 12, 13 years with that investigation, FBI. So if there was anything, the FBI would have found that. They're not just like, oh, we missed it. But here go these two people that, you know, got all the details, et cetera, et cetera. Like, if they, if they really wanted to put that man in jail, they really could have. Like, there was enough. Uh, so so things surrounding him and his lifestyle to put him to actually lock him up for. I feel like, right? Yeah, like, I would think so. <laughs> like this. Hey hey. Hey hey. All right, technical difficulties, but yeah. So the overall point is, I don't feel. I feel like Oprah is super wrong for this. You could have. Uh, I would have let somebody else do it. Yeah, it's like she has nothing to gain from it. You know that if Michael Jackson fans or whoever were going to look at you sideways, you have no benefit or angle from this. It's just Oprah Winfrey siding with these people for what? Yeah, it's like real like Wendy Williams-ish of Oprah. Right, and that's not even your forte. Facts. So, I don't know. That's just weird. Um, like it's it's like almost feels evil. Yeah. For, to like have like, know, he had, like, like this man can't even defend himself. Right. What is the point? There isn't none. So it's like I don't know. 
at this point, it feels like you're kind of just showing your true colors. Like I've I've done everything that I do. Wanted. They do that with white and dead men. Like let's keep finding up stuff about them. No, they glorify them. They making movies and shit about Ted Bundy and all these other crazy fucking people. And you know. Yeah. But there's definitely enough shit out there that if I wanted to dig it up on a motherfucker, I could dig the shit up. Like um, the great balls of fire guy and his whole young second white. Yeah, yeah. Like we could drag that into the mud every day if we wanted to. They made a whole movie about it, but that's clear. <laughs> we was just talking about Dennis Quaid. Yeah. So, I don't this know. So man, I, he's still alive, isn't he? Yeah, as far as I know. That's a, I don't know. But either way, alive or not, it, like it matters with Michael. Right, this is true and stuff. This, I don't know. Not every, uh, not all money is good money. That's definitely something that could have, like, you could have skipped. You can't miss money that you've never seen. So it's easy to say no before someone hands you the check. In my opinion. No. So just let that shit be what it is. But whatever. Yeah. Moving on to our final topic, Chloe Kardashian. Chloe. So Kardashian. if you're listening to this, the chances are you're up on all like the current events and things that ha- are happening right now. So you know what's going on with like Chloe Kardashian and Tristan Thomas and Jordan Woods. But if you don't, I'll give you the quick rundown. Chloe Kardashian. Uh, her baby daddy is a NBA player, black NBA player. Um, her younger sister has a uh, friend named Jordan Woods. Over about a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks, uh, the story goes: Jordan Woods was out with some friends. <clears throat> uh, after they're done at the club or dinner, or whatever, the friends go to Tristan's house. They weren't hanging out with him earlier in the night, but somehow the group heads to his house because that's just where the group's going. She's there. People who are there leak reports of what's happening, saying that, uh, like, they might have been plugged in, or if it wasn't her, there was definitely girls, like, in his room, and she was on his lap all over him, etc. <clears throat> so, next day, big firestorm. Whole Kardashian clan is against Jordan Woods. They've all unfollowed her. They've all unfollowed Tristan. And we live in a day and age where unfollowing somebody means like means everything. Yeah. So you don't follow somebody, that's like, oh shit, like you, that person really it's, hates you. It's, it's the put a fork in it. Like put a fork in it for right now. news. What's news these days is you unfollowing somebody. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. So Jordan Woods turns around and does a red table talk with Jada Pinkett. Now, Why Jada Pinkett? Yeah. Because her uh, Jordan Woods is really close with the Smith family. Smith and Jada Pinkett. <laughs> that's, that's basically like her uncle and aunt. Right. <laughs> so if you if you've been following Jordan Woods long enough, do you know that Will Smith and Jada don't play <clears throat> when it comes to Jordan Woods? So, <clears throat> excuse me. It was 
it was a good move on Jada's part to help Jordan tell her side of the story in front of cameras and not biased uh, against her opinion. Okay. Now, the thing is, when she went to the and did the red table talk, um, her version of what happened doesn't line up with the version that's been reported to other blog sites. And apparently, Chloe said that's not the version of the story that she, uh, Jordan told her when she called her on the phone. Jordan had called her and told her that, yeah, I'm just here, you know, making sure no nobody else is messing with him. Yeah. But, but it turned out, like, you're there, you got your legs across his lap. Um, and you, something that you admitted yourself, you, you admitted that he kissed you. Uh, and that's just what you were willing to say. So imagine what she wasn't willing to admit. Right. Because she gave the lighthearted version to her auntie in front of the cameras, but like I'm sure we, were we just kissed. We kissed. Right. Like, no. Truth was, you was drunk. Right. And they were all, Tristan and Chloe were already broken up at that time anyway. It's just that the world didn't know. But Jordan knew it. So in her drug mind, and I'm sure the logic was, well, they're not together anyway. Or anymore anyway. So let me just go ahead and do this. Is that right? I don't yeah. even care for all of the details of knowing all of this anyway, but like it seemed like he never wanted to really be with her. Like he just wanted to hit and be seen with her, like all of them do. And then like that's it and stuff. So that's basically how he treating her in public. Like yeah. how many times are you gonna get cheated on in public and stuff? Like you're a public figure and like this is like typical hood black people shit and you're getting done on on e news <laughs> like this. You know what I'm saying? Like uh on on that so and so I heard so and so is in there with Wooty Boop and this your business on fucking Hollywood Unlocked and all the other blog shit. Like ugh. Right. So Hollywood Unlocked is the, is the main ones reporting like, nah, that's not the version of the story that our people have and our people were there, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But, I don't know, Hollywood Unlocked is kind of, it's not the greatest. Why is most. this news? It's like, they're not married. You know, it's like, it's this unfortunate, okay, that the boy don't, she don't realize the boy don't want to be in a relationship like that with her. Okay, so take your nice pretty baby and move on with life because she's like 35 and he's not 35. <laughs> end, of, right. end story. So, and he wears, you know, he's Canadian that we find out and he wears those, you know, man, the I mean, pants that go we up know, to we know half. No. If we didn't know all the parties involved, there wouldn't be news. Like, she stayed getting cheated on or helping somebody cheat, but we don't know all the parties involved. Or being the curse of the reason why that person in the team they're affiliated with is horrible when that person is dating her. That's just an easy cop-out. True. Like, it'll just gonna make me miss, miss a jump shot if I know how to make jump shots. All the time. So, there ain't a bitch in the world that's gonna make a nigga miss a jump shot. Because that's just, even if you, even if that, 
like, even if you're not fucking with that bitch, enough jump shots to get you more bitches. Like, a, never in the history of balling has, oh, being whack helped anybody. Being whack, just being the black cloud, like, of bad oh, like, attention. Yeah. It's not even. It's not even like you was. It's not like you're LeBron James to begin with. Yeah. But you gonna be. Let's say like if I'm Tristan, before before Chloe I'm Tristan, but after Chloe I'm LeBron James. <laughs> like nah, like this bitch ain't about to be out here and got me in front of cameras and shit, and I'm I'm fucking off my game. Nope, I'm practicing like Kobe. Right. <laughs> like if she a one, I gotta be a one with with this shit. I don't, he don't seem like he cared too much about anything. That's what I'm saying. He didn't treat it like that. He just treated it like how I explained. Like he hit it, got her pregnant, and been been cheating on her ass, and been sloppy about it, and been not giving a fuck. That's just his whole get down. Some people, you know. You have babies and shit with people all fast. You don't realize that certain people just don't have the right get down. Yeah. So she got to figure that out. It's news because we know the whole family and him and the Jordan chick. Like, we've, we've been following the little sister and, and Jordan since. Look at her choice in men or the women that she's been with. Like, Lamar, she had to take care of, and then she was with. Uh, Oh, well, she was with. I think what happens is she just ends up being the third wheel. Uh, yeah, and her shit. And her sisters is always around, like ball playing niggas. Yeah. So if you keep going to sit with Kim, you gonna That's all you gonna run into is rappers and ball playing niggas. You don't. She don't hang out with lobbyists and shit like that. She need to be looking. I don't I know, fashion designer or something. They. It's like, what do they do? They still have that store? No. What, they, uh, does, what does she do? That's what I'm saying. Not what, you know, I know they, it's a damn family empire, but like her besides being on the show, you know. Shit, the, show, the show is older than than your kids. <laughs> that's like, that's a big check every year. She do nothing else. She get that check. Oh, it's better than the Mona, the Mona Scott check. <laughs> oh, it's definitely bigger than Hey, thanks everybody for tuning in to episode three of the Two Blunt Podcast. Sound difficulties aside, we had a great show. Look forward to having you guys like, subscribe, share this so other people can listen and learn and be educated or laugh or whatever, whatever to our show. Peace.